opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. And we thank you for listening to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I'm joined with Jesse. We have a couple great guests. One of them you're very familiar with. The story today is going to blow you away. Listen, we define this broadcast by live right in the real world. We are going to point out what the real world is to you today, and then you decide how you want to live in it. Jesse, uh, this story I know is very close to your heart. Yes, um, with our with my ministry, Illuminate the Darkness, we've been working with the Netherlands, and you know one of my dearest friends, Marion, um, is our director over there, and has been passionately, you know, fighting with the survivors, fighting with, um, or we'll say fighting for, fighting for the survivors, fighting against the corruption there in their government, and so today we're bringing forward one of those um, stories and sharing, you know, kind of what's been going on there in the Netherlands recently. So it's going to be a very powerful show. Take out your notebook. You'll definitely want to take notes on this one. And, uh, you know, we're just asking for people to join us in prayer, join us in that fight and join us in supporting our brothers and sisters across the world. That's right. And if you're new to the program, uh, we have been focused on the Netherlands, uh, not only because there's a branch of uh, Jesse's ministry, Illuminate the Darkness there. Well, uh, Jesse's collective ministry, you're not the only one uh, in America, <laughs> right. certainly a big part. Uh, but it, it the Netherlands is Illuminati central. Okay, folks, yeah. this is this is one of the biggest strongholds. Okay, and it, it goes back through history. Uh, so the Netherlands is very important and yes, you American, Canadian, Australian, uh, Brit, you need to pay attention to this because the Netherlands affects your life as well. Uh, but before we uh, bring on, uh, our guests today, and, and again, this is a high profile case, so this is really, really important. Uh, just a couple things that I want to get out of way. We have to take care of some show business occasionally. Uh, Jesse, there has been a couple people or one person, uh, maybe just uh, with two different handles, who's been attacking us and putting up a lot of serious posts. I did not ban the person, uh, but attacking us for having Lenka's course on right on you. Yeah, this has been a, you know, a problem for some, but we've already come out. We've already talked about it. You know, we've shared directly from uh, Lenka's perspective, what those things mean to her. And um, so I guess we'll we'll do it again, Jeff. Well, listen, I, I'm just going to end it this way. Uh, honestly, she cured herself of cancer in 21 days. If you have cancer and you're looking for ways to fight against it, we're not guaranteeing results or anything, but she has guaranteed results. She re- had the result in herself. You cannot go wrong with it. If you have cancer, you're not going to ask, oh, was it a Christian who wrote that book or figured out that science? Give me a freaking break. Well, Honestly. the majority of doctors are not Christian. The majority of pharmaceuticals or people who prescribe those meds are not Christian. Lenka, however, does claim that she is. Well, listen, and her walk with God is her walk with God. Uh, you know, right. everyone's at different stages. And, you know, I'm telling you, her stuff is brilliant. She's a brilliant woman. She went around the world seeking the best information, dissecting it. She is brilliant. And that's why her course is on right on you. So uh, you religious spirit people, and uh, sorry, I'm not even judging you that way. I, I take that back. Don't be the accuser, okay? Don't be the accuser. And I'll leave it there. Hey, we have some good news, Jesse. You know, uh, because on our main uh, platform for video, the the, uh, the videos disappear and they disappear quickly. Yes. And people want to know where they can find them and they get confused because we're on Rumble, we're on Twitch, we're on Odyssey, where all of our video archives are. Um, I'm, we're on D Live now, Jesse. 
we're on we're, we're on like seven different <laughs> video platforms i can't even remember them all um but we're on a bunch of bunch of platforms right now but here's what one of your great listeners did and by the way um her name is brenda i don't have permission to give out her full name uh, i didn't ask actually i should have but i was surprised to see it done this morning but she has gone in and taken the links to every one of our shows on video. Didn't need to do it for Podbean because they're all on our Podbean website. Right. And they put them onto our new channel on Telegram, which is Right on Radio Shows. So if Fantastic. you just search at the top of Right on Radio, go on Telegram. All of our shows are there one easy spot for you to find. Now, I think there's an exception of about four or five episodes. She said she had trouble. The links weren't uh, working properly or something like that. So, but it, it's listen, she put up 200 and something shows yesterday. So, wow. uh, Brenda, you are awesome. And by the way, uh, Brenda is so awesome. I got to tell you, she is one of the people working with us in my Liberty stand. And when you fill out the form, She's one of the people who contacts you. So I'm going to tell you, if you are filling out my at, at mylibertystand.com, you're going to join us in the fight. You're going to fight with your dollars. You're going to uh, have better products. You're going to all that stuff. If you get Brenda, you are a lucky person. And, and all of our people are good. But Brenda, we're celebrating today, of course, at My Liberty Stand. And I thank Brenda for doing all that work for us yesterday absolutely <laughs> that's pretty awesome right that is awesome yeah she's amazing right. so without further ado let's bring on one of our favorite people in the world and one of our new favorite peoples in the world <laughs> the marlene and marley's yeah welcome to right on radio marley's thank you very much and welcome back to you, Marion. Thank you. Hi. So, Marion, uh, you're the one who did the work in the background setting this up, and uh, and I don't think there's anyone better to introduce what we're going to talk about and why Marley's is important to be here. So I'm just going to hand over the uh, floor to you. Yes. Um, well, um through the months um, that we have been on shows together occasionally, um, I've been telling a lot about the Netherlands. Um, and I think that many of our listeners by now know that the Netherlands is um, Illuminati Central. It's a stronghold of epic sizes. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's... Um, a very bad and very corrupt place. Um, by now, 77% of the online content of child porn is hosted in the Netherlands. It used to be 71%. We didn't look for a moment and now it's 77%. Um, we feel as if nothing is done to help SRA victims, to help the um, abuse victims of any age, any walk of life. And um, it has to change. Now, um, it has been a few years now that I am in contact with SRA victims in the Netherlands. The very first people that I um, met with um, I saw in the city of The Hague during a protest for the rights of the children. And um, a few other protests followed. And during one of those protests, I um, got to talk with Marlies and it clicked and we talked a bit more and we started to visit each other and now we are trying to support each other the best way we can. Um, we are praying together. We are deliberating together. And um, I am also a friend now of Lisa's. And um, yeah, I am so totally full of admiration for this family. And yeah, and, and 
Now things have developed in the Netherlands lately um, in a very interesting way because things have been status quo since quite some time now and it felt as if we were fighting against windmills but um, lots of windmills in the Netherlands by the way anyway sorry <laughs> um, and wooden shoes uh, right <laughs> yeah we we throw them to the windmills <laughs> while eating cheese anyway um <laughs> no but um the a bit over a week ago something evolved in the netherlands that was quite interesting because there is this um talent show on television national television and it's called the voice of holland and there is this program with this journalist and um, this program announced one day that they were going to have a lot of interviews with victims of sexual abuse, sexual harassment. And all those victims were part of the voice. They were candidates. They were working there. And the perpetrators, some of them were very, very famous um, artists in the Netherlands. They were part of the jury, you know, and hot shots. They were like big stars. And all of a sudden, they are being accused of something. So we have been waiting eagerly for that show to come on television and 7 million, no, 8 million eventually, um, of the Dutch people have been watching that program. And now things have... Um, changed and 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 yeah victims have char uh, pressed charges and yeah well, that's gonna get, the media about. can't avoid it when it gets big like that and so that that can yeah. be a blessing when yeah. it comes out and i'll just make a note because there's a big show in north america called the voice as well it's a franchise they use exactly. it all around the world yeah. and yeah. Uh, although i didn't see it i, I had many diggers uh, send me the links on the finale, which just happened about a month ago. Apparently, mm -hmm. it was calms like crazy. Uh, yeah. the, these people are Satanists. Let's just, you know, um, and there's some really bad things that go on. But the, the beautiful, and just like here in North America, they have big stars on the panel and stuff like that. So uh, the media cannot run and bury this one now. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's also important because it, uh, these uh, artists are people with power, eh? and the yeah. children uh, or the young adults they are, have no power. And now, through that program, they got power to uh, give a statement, and to uh, it has a big effect on the lives of those artists. Because yes, yeah. even when they are, will not be sentenced, they are trialed by media now. It has a lot of uh, mm -hmm. that their music is not played on the radio uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. So they uh, are all abroad, not, uh, not daring to show their faces in the Netherlands. So it will have had a really big impact on the famous people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, and the, the, the thing is just that um, we all saw this happening, but SRA victims and their advocates um, they saw something happening right through this. On the one hand, it is wonderful that people are being tried now and that things are going to change, hopefully, at least in The Voice, if The Voice will ever continue to exist. But we, are, we were seeing that people were thrown before the bus and that something else could be pushed towards the background and that was SRA and so people on especially on Twitter and probably also on Facebook and Telegram started to tell that like keep your eyes on the right things you know it is very important that this let's say me too case is um, having a lot of attention now in the Netherlands, but 
there is something way worse. And this is the exact reason why I asked you guys to come on the show today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you. So let's, uh, Marlies, uh, yeah. first of all, uh, thank you again for coming on and, uh, thank and you for inviting me <laughs> and being brave enough to, to tell the stories, uh, particularly it's horrible. I know you've been through some stuff. Your entire family has been through some stuff, but, uh, because your title here on the program says Lisa's mother, Marlies. Um, so obviously, Lisa is important to this story. Okay. Um, could you start to fill us in on uh, what Lisa has gone through, actually what your family has gone through, and give our, well, our audience a bit of an idea of what has actually happened? Well, um, I started to get into a divorce because uh, my husband was acting really strange. And I was thinking it's not good for the children. And the children were getting worse. They're, they were not functioning at school. Or I was already going to uh, some psychiatrist or some help for them. Because I thought something is wrong, but I can't see what it is. So uh, when I was in a divorce, my husband left the house. And um, then husband. And... Um, then I find out stuff on the computers and the therapist that was working with the children because I didn't want to, them to feel that the divorce was um, a trauma for them. Uh, so I want to do it the best way. Uh, was telling me there was something else wrong with the children. And I have three children. I have uh, my eldest, uh, a daughter, then the, the eldest, elder sister of Lisa, then comes Lisa and then comes her brother. So I have three children and Lisa was the middle one and she was never, never functioning well. So I was always taking her to doctors, to physiotherapists, to everything. And um, then we found out after my, uh, the father of the children left the house that uh, there were stuff on the computer. We thought it was child porn. And it was, um, we also saw that he was on sites where body parts, I always tell, body parts meet each other, but not uh, romantic uh, sites. And I saw my husband was on those sexual side types of sites. And he was calling himself, uh, do me please. So, um, and I also saw he played on child uh, programs um games uh, girl go game sites and he was also calling himself do me please there so there were all kinds of worrying facts i discovered after he left the house and then i had on my office uh, all kind of uh, guys that helped me on the in the office and know a lot about computers and they were telling me it's not okay what is happening on your computers and then we called uh, the uh, K uh, KPN, it's uh, telephone companies, and they were telling me I had to go to the police uh, station because there was uh, uh, pictures uh, that were not okay going through the lines. So I went to, to the police. Well, Marley, so let me just stop you there for a yeah, moment, I if, if I may. Um, when you, when he left the house and you're going yeah. through the computer, and you find this stuff, were you surprised to see it or did things start to make a bit more sense after you discovered this? Yeah, both. Uh, because, uh, of course, it's always startling when you find evidence. It's not nice to find because you no. hope it is not true. That's what you're hoping all the time. But uh, it made sense. The, the strange behavior of my husband was uh, making sense now. So, uh, because also he once came back to the house and then he put a drawer and then there were all kinds of um, condoms falling out of that drawer. And then he went to another room and there were a lot of hard disks. And we also find hidden a computer in the, in the, in the, in the room. And the, this computer contained child porn. Uh, so we discovered a lot of things. Um, that were not good. 
And then uh, yeah, I don't imagine. Yeah, and that was yeah. yeah you you start to cry. You don't. Uh, it's 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 a very, uh, yeah. It's the start of the hell because then my daughter was not talking. Uh, she talked, I think, um, a few months after he left the house. So we were all started finding things out, and then she started to talk. Because we can't rush her. To, uh, she um, uh, she has to feel confident and safe in the house again for uh, telling her story. And we cannot force that on her. She has to talk about it herself. So that's how it uh, started. And and so just uh, just for some perspective. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to give exact ages because we don't need to do. But just uh, how old is your daughter now, and how old was she then? Uh, she was then um, f 15 years old when she started to tell about everything. And uh, she sing she's, she's telling uh, that she has uh, experienced this uh, abuse, uh, child abuse, her whole life. She cannot remember that it was not the case. And then I have a son that was 12 years old and a daughter that was 17 years old. And uh, they are now 21, 24, and 26. Okay, so uh, they're, they're old enough now. They're, they're fighting uh, in yeah. this as well. Now, just uh, so your entire family was victimized by, yes. this, by, this, by this man, but your daughter, Lisa, in particular, yeah. she was brought to rituals. Yes. Can she, you tell uh, us? some of the things that she experienced well at first when she started talking i was uh, of course hoping that it only happened once and uh, that it was very very terrible but it uh, was an accident or something uh, really messed up but then she started telling not only about my uh, husband but a group of friends and she was telling about uh, men and women who formed a group with uh, also hand gestures and they uh, had meetings. Um, I'm not not far from my house. There is a wood. There are the woods and of Scheveningen. And um, she was telling that the men were standing on one side and the women were standing on the other side. And the children, it was a group of children there. They have to walk between them and they were making hand gestures. And um, they were raped in the woods. And they happened all kinds of things. There also were children um, dying in the woods. And uh, so what's shocking to most people is the fact that there's women there, and yeah. women are doing this as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's hard for anyone to perceive that women uh, are capable of that. You know, we know yeah. men are monsters and driven, but you, you wouldn't think a woman would. But they're very much involved in this and, yeah. and you say so there was also sacrifice uh yeah. that she witnessed in these things so this is yeah. full-on satanic ritual abuse and, and jesse just going to you is there something significant that this tells us when we have the men on one side and the ladies on the other side and there's hand gestures does that mean anything to you yeah, that's a common thing um, in a ritual. They would be using that to create sacred ground, uh, which means that they'll be summoning demonic spirits to also be part of that ritual. Um, whether it's, you know, with the ritual sex or the ritual killing, um, it will include all of those things. So this is probably one of those ceremonies where they wear the robes, right? Um. Probably, I'm not sure if she, did she say she they were in robes? About, or, she yeah. didn't tell about in the woods that they were the robes, but they were it in churches. She has been in churches and there they mm -hmm. put uh, red clothes on uh, and there they were dressed up uh, like you tell. So they mm -hmm. had, uh, somebody was at, was telling the rules of, these, of this group and uh, was reading in front of, of the in on the council in the church, and they had to sit on the rows with children and adults, and uh, they had sermons in the church. She tells me, in red clothes, they all were red. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that's uh that's gonna be a special evening when they yeah. do it in the church and they're wearing their red robes. Yeah. Special clothes. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, just my, my blood boils when I hear this stuff. Honest to goodness. Uh, my blood boils. I just, and they also told uh, her that uh, she also told me that it is in those um, networks important to kill a child. Then you have a higher rank. Uh, then you are more uh, important in the networks. So also the woman asked the man to, chill, to if they could kill a child because then they were uh, could get a higher ranking. Yeah. In more than one way. And with crossed arms then after they killed a child. In the because, because not only is that used as blackmail, but it also gives more power, right? It yeah. Jesse in the in their Yeah. <sighs> so they're really sick in those networks. I it's not human anymore. It's the hell for the children. That yeah, you're yeah. right. That's not human. And no. they're not under human influence, that's for sure. Right. They, well, they, 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 they've made the choice as humans yeah. to do this, so uh, we're not taking them off the board as being responsible. So this wasn't just a, a one-time incident that Lisa's experiencing. This is something that her whole childhood, her father has been part of this group. It sounded very much like he's he's including her in rituals, which means that he's bringing her in as part of that group. Was it just her or uh, her siblings as well, her brother and sister uh, as well? Especially her. Uh, the other children were also uh, victims, but they but she was she he took her at mo the most. They don't tell about those rituals. Once my son told that he was uh, uh, on a wheel, turned around a wheel, um, and and she, but she was his confidence. She was his uh, main target, and he also gave gave her a lot of medicine. So she was uh, drugged also a lot of the time. Uh, she said she in the evening she got twice. Uh, Two times she got the pills, and also when she went to school, so she couldn't speak until she was four years old. Everything was weak, uh, weak, and then sometimes not. It was really strange. So that's why I was visiting doctors, but mm -hmm. he was drugging her a lot. And Marlies, um, I remember you also telling us that um, also you were drugged, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, which I was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't uh, get up my bed, also in the morning not. And then he brought me coffee, and after that I could get out of bed. And now it's a lot of years later, and I was really young when I met him. I was 23, so not so... Uh, but uh, I, I on some holidays I was only in my bed. So I was really tired all, a, lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of the time. So he also drugged me, he drugged us all. Mm -hmm. I can. Uh, I know the difference <laughs> now. Now yeah, with... that's how they work, but I, they operate, uh, and I think they make a calculation of, of, uh, of who they ask to those network. They 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 see a person and they know if they can uh, that that person will be uh, can be influenced and will be a part of those networks. They can be blackmailed or uh, mm -hmm. they know. They didn't ask me, but they asked friends of me. <laughs> so they have a special, uh, yeah, tools who to ask. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Now, with it, with your children, um, and as this came out, uh, I'm assuming because when you say there was groups and things like that, and I'm not trying to dig too deep here, uh, so. But there was there must have been physical damage and physical evidence yeah. of what these people did as well. Yeah. So she went uh, three years to a revalidation school. It was because she did put out her body. She was not in contact with her body. She said, "My body is for my father. It's not my body anymore." And uh, so she had to uh, learn how to uh, that it was her body and to how to move better and. Uh, 
to uh, she she put everything uh, she was not in contact with her body anymore and um, there was of course uh, the most horrendous story that she got a, uh, she got pregnant which is of of course when you don't uh, use anything and you rape children when they are on a certain age they can get pregnant and they did it on purpose she tells us because she want they wanted to have those uh, babies and they did it with a group of children uh, of girls she was not the only one who got pregnant and uh, so, how how would they hide this from you because obviously a pregnancy i guess they would make up a story that some kid or something they would they ha yeah. would have had an alibi for her but no, uh, no they well they induced early was, before uh, chubby the show and I, but I noticed that her belly was getting thicker, but I went to the physician, the, the child's physician, and, and said, well, the belly is not okay and she has pains. And uh, she made her an x-ray and uh, said it was uh, something else. It was her intestines and not that she was uh, pregnant. And she didn't have any friends because my husband isolated her. Uh, so she didn't have a boyfriend who I could think of, but I went to the doctor three times and they never told me she was pregnant. And um, yeah, at some point her belly was uh, was not longer there. So, um, but I yeah, I have even X-rays of those belly, and I have uh, and um, I have also pictures. And then you see a thin brown line that you have when you are pregnant. I mean, you have to look good, but you see it on the pictures of that uh, summer. And uh, also, you see on the X-rays that it was not her intestines. That the X-ray X-ray doctor told us it is not their intestines, but the doctor didn't uh, look uh, well at that picture so the doctors are in on it as well sure. and and so what what happened with that pregnancy well um she told that she uh, went to the woods and that there was a real doctor two real doctors uh, and she mentions their names a child physician but also a gynecologist and that she had birth in the woods on a bank there and that they uh, after that she heard uh, she knows it's a boy it was a boy and we called the baby after that moses me and uh, lisa um and uh, of course we were completely shocked when she told us this and that the baby was raped by the man and especially one man she hates the most and uh, that my husband also went home to get a bath and then he washed the baby and then they raped it and uh, killed it and uh, buried it in the woods so it was really awful yeah, terrible yeah mm. ah. monsters monsters they are monsters because children i am raised that is the most beautiful things in the world there's nothing more beautiful than a beginning life. So yeah, um, how old how old was Lisa when that happened? Fourteen. Years. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. And for him, he, for her, he is, and also for us, but especially for her, he's he's really very much alive. So it was not some incident for her; it was real. Uh, and uh, then we had uh, investigations by a doctor if she had birth and the doctors confirmed that she had birth so that her story was true yeah well yeah. marley it's a, the, what you have gone through uh with your family god the hell it, it yeah. it's you've been put through hell there's yeah. no doubt about there's it there's no other word for something like that when you hear your daughter tell that no um, and, and I think that it's important to bring out that, you know, I think you're right that these things that the media, the stories that the media is focusing on, they they want you to believe that, you know, these stars, these politicians, these people in government, you know, only target adult women or, you know, women who are drawn to 
participate in shows and you know that it's horrific but they even will um make it seem like a lighter situation like you know the oh well you know the the men there was a sexual issue it just was rape you know and by that they tried to desensitize people and you know make you feel like it's not that bad you know women are raped every day is kind of how they put it but when you really start to break down the stories and you're like but that's not all that happens these people are groups of circles and you have a group of adults and not only are they you know raping young girls and getting them pregnant but then they're engaging in these horrific child sacrifice practices and you know those poor girls who already were victimized are victimized again and the victimization is worse than the first time you know that they have to watch that happen and so i'm so thankful that you know i know it's so hard to be bold and courageous but i just really you know support all of you that are there in the netherlands who have been coming forward with your stories and i love to hear that you know because the courts won't listen because the police won't listen you are on the streets you know that you literally people are giving their stories their testimonies to the public however you can get them out there and you know i just applaud that 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 bravery and that courage to do that yeah well i thought uh, i after it happened i thought i need a lot of evidence when i when i heard it because i studied law and i was doing something completely different but i still did those exams so i thought i need a lot of evidence because i don't want any of those men touching another child again never <laughs> so that's why i went to hofman recherche and he found a child porn on four computers and then uh, i went to the court and the court uh, i got a friend of one of the uh, raper rape of, of, of somebody who raped my daughter at the justice department and um, his friend was the judge and that happened to me twice so i didn't uh, had uh, even if i brought the child porn pictures with me to court they didn't uh, they i could carry it out with me because they didn't want to have it <laughs> so and i was a bit um, big team of uh, the ggz it's called uh, uh, therapists and uh, and doctors because my child was uh, had had a, a big team around her to uh, help her and it was the team that in the Netherlands you had one case it's called Robert M Zedezak. Uh, it was a big case with 70 children and it came from one picture from the states from the United States with a nine on it and they Missy, know it was a Dutch picture child. yeah with a little rabbit on it and they knew it was a Dutch rabbit and then they saved 70 children in the Netherlands and in the same team my child came and they said this is the most severest case we ever saw and she's mentioning a lot of other children and they are telling her you must uh, it's good that you mention them we must save them the other children and the justice department refused they just refused to save the children because they were high-end but uh, and they refused to investigate and refused to save the children they have 24 yeah. pieces of evidence they gather 24 pieces of hard legal evidence by themselves together with detectives yeah but this is yeah, why this the brotherhood is people in, in courts. That's why they yeah. appoint judges. That's why they appoint the prosecutors. That's yeah. why yeah. They, they pay for all this stuff. Uh, to well, there's it. more too, though. Um, you know, a lot of the governments, because the people get bribed, they get uh, threatened. Yeah. Um, you know, th they are willing to, uh, I guess we'll say, do rescue efforts for 
what the system calls the expendable children, those that are not worth a lot of value to the system money-wise. And so, you know, if, if they can rescue 200 or more of those children, they'll do a massive rescue and say, look how many children we saved. But then when you have the hierarchy children, those that are worth a lot of value in the system that are, you know, the victims of the politicians, the government, um, you know, they will do everything to keep those children in the system and will even sometimes, you know, give out information about where some of those expendable kids are just to give those who are rescuing children something to go after and to leave these hierarchy children within the system. So I think that's very much a case in this situation where, you know, you've got a long generational, probably, you know, system in an area and they want to keep their kids um, that they've, you know, been training since the time they were born to remain in that circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Marley's is, uh, where is your ex-husband today? He's uh, married to a judge. <laughs> so he uh, wasn't punished at all. Uh, no one of that network was punished. Um, uh, I had, uh, I was lucky that I had a lot of evidence and a radio show in the Netherlands called Argos uh, helped me and uh, broadcast it. And uh, they were lucky that I had a lot of evidence. And I was lucky that they uh, took a long time, a year or more, to uh, really investigate it. And they also came up with new victims of this network. So uh, they didn't stop, as I hoped. <laughs> it's an illusion, of course. But I uh, hoped by telling a lot about it that they would stop. But they didn't. They are addicted to children, and this and the, the it is an, a system. I think I, I don't know what it is, but uh, there were new victims, and the justice department just told us that uh, a few months ago they didn't see that as new facts or new uh, evidence. Well, new why evidence. why would you stop if there's no consequences? If you're yeah. above the law. Exactly. Yeah, and and the, the and the politicians and the people in the justice departments and that do feel that they're above the law. Yeah, that's what I told my daughter. We are above the law. We will never be punished in the Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. And there are lawyers. Go ahead. Uh, there are all kind of. Uh, there are lawyers in this. There are people of the justice system, the policemen. There are all kinds of functions that make it easy for them to uh, protect the group. Yeah, and they also even have this thing called um, um, what is that called? This um, group of people that is working for the police and 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 functioning as gatekeepers. Um, between a police, um, yeah, investigation and the victim telling her story or his story. Um, this, this organization is very um, notorious by now in the Netherlands yeah. because they have made it possible that um, no, no, no less than three cases have been taken by the police, you know, in the entire country. <laughs> yeah, they put this uh, committee in between um, yeah. to, to essentially make sure there's no transparency, there's no accountability. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So we're, we're um, let, let's, let's change tune a little bit. Uh, you're fighting now, Marley. Uh, your daughter is out there. Uh, fighting. Tell us about Lisa, what she's doing today, and uh, and you know how people can support you, and you know and pray for you, and you know let's bring bring us up to the modern day here today. Now, uh, well, um, Lisa is uh, in a group with other victims, 
and she had support from them. That's of course because they been through the same uh, situation. Not every young child loses a child, but in that in that group, it's uh, common. Mm. So that helps her. Uh, so it's not strange to talk about that. And um, she's uh, going to a, to a school. <laughs> and uh, this year, for the first time, she has a really nice class and a, and a lot of lovely people around her. So she's doing better now. Yeah. And uh, she will never be the same, same uh, as, as when it didn't happen. But I'm trying to fight for her to have a normal, uh, kind of normal life as possible. And of course, Marion is praying for us. And that helps us also a lot. Because when we have tough times, <laughs> we, we really believe in the Lord. And that he uh, is there, out there for us. And, um, and protects us, because uh, that's also important. Well, I have a lot, of, a lot of people praying for you after today's show. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. We have uh, quite, a, quite a dedicated, uh, very prayerful audience. So that's uh, good to hear, <laughs> because I had a lot of uh, help from that. I must really, uh, yeah, I couldn't do it without it. I find a little Bible, uh, and I read every day a page from it. It was uh, with an explanation of a few lines, and it really helped me through the day when I didn't uh, see, uh, when I had a really tough time in my family, with my family, yeah. yeah. So, Marion, you said you had a, a bit of a story that uh, you, you had permission to tell uh, here. What was that story? Yes. Um, well, I think it um, was a combination of two little stories. It started out around the day that um, the TV program about The Voice was going to air. Um, that afternoon, I was praying with um, a few friends and I was there physically in, in a living room with a few friends. And um, it had been an extremely gloomy day, dark, overcast, etc. And everything was looking bleak in the Netherlands, but everybody was also excited, excited waiting for that show on television with the big revelation. And um, I was praying for the Netherlands. And I was, I remember saying in prayer, Lord, please let the Netherlands become a beacon of light for the countries around it. If it comes to the right approach to SRA and to finally punishing the uh, punishing the um, perpetrators and rolling up all those networks. And at the very second that I was saying beacon of light, I had my eyes closed, but I felt warmth in my face very distinctive physical warmth and it became brighter behind my eyelids and i was opening them and i was like boo because the sun had broken through the clouds while it was setting and it was just one inch left over the roof of a house and it was shining right into my face and <laughs> that was a big encouragement of course now, a few days later, um, which is a few days ago now, um, I was again in prayer with some other people. And um, one of them really felt strongly to pray for all the SRA um, survivors to get together and to stand up united, tell their stories to the world and fight the system once and for all in Jesus name. And um, well, of course we were all agreeing in that prayer with her. And somehow then I thought about the so-called cloud of witnesses in heaven, which is this huge crowd of people who have died through the ages and who have been forced to give their blood and yeah, who have died into the arms of Jesus, literally, mm -hmm. as victims of SRA and other atrocities. And um, so I was having that in mind and praying for that. And suddenly I got this insight, 
oh my lord this is the very time there's this cloud of witnesses who is uh, which is actually a group a crowd of witnesses in the heavenly courts who are giving their testimony to make the cases of the people who are fighting for the rights um, of us stronger. And something has been stirred in that crowd somehow, I believe, a few days ago. And it is it was as if I discovered that they all of a sudden started to synergize in, in a much more concrete way than ever before. And I saw the whole principle of what is um, first becoming reality in the spiritual world, in the heavenly realms, um, mm -hmm. after that becomes reality in, in the life as we know it on earth. That's and right. then I realized, oh my Lord, Lisa, in our little circle of friends, has asked us something a few days ago. And that was a prophecy, a downright prophecy of hers, because she said, she asked us, hey guys, could my son, little Moses, become part of our group as well? Is he part of our group, you, you reckon? And of course we said yes. So that all completed the whole story and it encouraged me a great deal. What's interesting is it kind of goes with the dream or the vision that I shared the other day where I saw the tabernacle and I saw Moses and Aaron standing there. And mm -hmm. even just some of the repeated imagery that the cloud, I saw the Lord as the cloud over the tabernacle. And all of a sudden I saw the cloud being sucked into the tabernacle and Moses looked at Aaron and said, run. And Aaron ran into the tabernacle and grabbed the bowl of incense, which is, you know, the prayer of all the saints. And he knew that the Lord's anger, his wrath was going to go out against the people. And so as I saw that cloud coming down, Aaron's in there grabbing that bowl of uh, prayers and as the Lord's spirit went out over the people and he started you know his anger was going out against those who were rebelling against him and they you know this is in the the stories in the book of Exodus yeah um, and people started falling dead and Aaron was literally running with the spirit of God as it was going out in his wrath and he was beseeching God to stop. And where Aaron stopped, it said that's where the anger of the Lord stopped. And then those people lived. So it's interesting that you said there was that shift in the cloud of witnesses and, mm -hmm. you know, that I witnessed something with that too. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a confirmation, I guess. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, after hearing that uh, the other day, Jesse, I was reminded, you know, back in last summer, uh, you and I, we didn't coordinate it, but we both felt something like right at the same time, like, you know, like the victory has already happened. Uh, we're just waiting for it to, uh, to show itself here on earth. And I was reminded how real that was. And so you know, folks, it, it's, look, we all want things to happen quickly. There's a funny, uh, th there's actually a funny thing going around about send the EBS now, you know, uh, and it is, it is quite funny, uh, well-written. Uh, we're all waiting. Um, the first one is going to shock the world and, yeah. uh, and, and it's coming. And if, if you think there, there's just so much more that needed to be exposed that we thought we knew everything last year and look how much more we know now. Yeah. Um, and everything is coming out, you know, is, you know, the pharmacia people are learning about that. Now we're, now we're learning about Antarctica, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and all these different things and the revisions in our history. And, uh, but God's word is true and God's word is always going to be true in this. 
And so, you know, when we hear these horrible things and we know, first of all, God hates that there is no justice here. He hates it. The innocent are being persecuted and the guilty are being set free. Yeah, This is perverse to God and God will judge it. His word says he will judge it. And the Lord also says, vengeance is mine. So, uh, and we're going to see some of that happen on earth. Uh, everyone has their own, everyone will stand before God in their own uh, being and be judged accordingly, I guess. But uh, but we're going to see some of this stuff. It will not go unpunished. Our God is a just God. And, uh, and these monsters, I pray for their salvation. I really, really do. Yeah. I pray for their salvation. But Lord... Try them and fry them <laughs> right here on earth, right before our eyes too, because we uh, we don't want them around anymore. And they need to be stopped. Yeah, That's amen. right. They need yeah. to be stopped. Well, any final thoughts? Well, I will thank you very much for asking me for this show, of course. Thank you very much. And I hope for all the listeners that they don't worry too much. We hope there will be better times. I'm, I'm, I also am hoping for that and feeling that. So yeah. uh, to end this positive, because I don't want to burden everybody with this story, but it's the truth. It's real life. Yeah, and, uh, and no, we listen, we have to expose this stuff, otherwise it doesn't stop. Yeah, it needs yeah. to stop. So everybody help and pray for an end to, that it doesn't come to an end. Yeah. yeah, and there's ways that we can, um, you know, I just encourage everybody to get involved in this fight. Um, we have our Right on Radio prayer channel where you can join on. And um, I think it's 7 p.m. every evening that they pray for the Netherlands. So you can come on there and join in those prayers. Um, on that channel also, you know, people can post if they have prayer needs, but then uh, you can offer and pray there as well. So um, are there other ways, Marion, that people could help support other than the Telegram channel? Um, well, on Twitter, of course, um, we are very active. Um, in the debate among the people and also with politicians. Um, so keep track of us on, a, of us, uh, on Twitter. Um, what is your Twitter handle, um, Marlies? Mutter uh, van Lisa. Yeah, that is, yeah. Maybe you can write it all down. I can spell it out letter for letter. Um, it is... <coughs> The at sign and then M O E D E R V A N L I S A Mudder van Lisa. And, and maybe you could drop that on one, on the Telegram channels as well, so people can do it. Although most 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 people who watch this show have been kicked off of Twitter by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a great way to keep, you know, to retweet, keep the information going, current, uh, keeping everybody informed. And then um, also, you know, if people want to help support, um, Illuminate the Darkness does provide funds as um, these women are traveling, as they're going, you know, to uh, visit the different areas where they're fighting for those rights. Um, we help financially however we can. So if you'd like, you can go to our website, illuminatethedarkness.com or dot online. And uh, we do have a donation button there where you can make a donation. Uh, please specify it's for the Netherlands. We also have ways that you can, um, if you can't uh, donate online, you can donate through check and uh that would be at Illuminate the Darkness and then P.O. Box 10443. And that's Fargo, North Dakota, 58106. And again, you know, write the checkout um, to Illuminate the Darkness and you can put in the memo line uh, for the Netherlands. 
and we'll make sure those funds are there. And that way, you know, there is no worry or hassle for these women. If they have to travel, all those expenses are covered for them. So that's a great thing. That is a great thing because we don't want to re-victimize people by saying you can't go because you can't afford it or, you know, right. Uh, and let's face it, it's expensive to, you know, if you've got to drive a couple hours now with gas prices, uh, look, yeah. if you're, you know, these are real concerns and, you know, a hundred bucks here or there makes a big difference, uh, in getting this yeah. message out getting people around. And, uh, it's great that you have the facility to take care of that as well, Jesse. And, and uh, I want to thank you as well, Mary. And uh, remind everyone, uh, listen, uh, we have our prayer on Saturday night on Telegram. It's on the main channel, the Right On Radio. It just says Right On Radio. Uh, that's our curated news channel. Join our Sing and Pour prayer celebration. We're going to have a Saturday night sermon as well. An hour before that, that's at 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, please do join us on Saturday. There might be a show Friday. Uh, but not quite sure yet. There's a couple things up in the air, but I want to thank uh, our guests today, and I want to thank you for joining us as well. Um, and please do pray for the Netherlands. Pray for Marion. Pray for Marlies and Marlies' family, and and just restoration uh, of of their health, of their mental health, and uh, and you know, may God's glory shine uh, brightly to them, and you know honor God with his name and his power uh, in their lives because it takes a miracle to get people back out there and they deserve to have not even a normal life, a better life. So please do lift them up in prayer. Anyways, we'll see you next time. Thank you for being here okay. with us. Remember, you. love your God, love your family, love your neighbor and make a difference in your community. Right on radio. Right on radio. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. I I hope we got out everything that you wanted to get out. Yeah, and Jeff. It looks like the show is still rolling, though.